0: Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair podcast.
1: I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, May 9th, 2023, and we're at the Mayfair today. I was worried moments ago, right before you showed up, Mm -hmm. there was the loudest kaiju-sounding construction noise rattling the cinema ever. Like a Gamera-type sound. Yeah, and I was like, oh no, is this going to be happening for the next hour? So, fingers crossed, it has stopped. So I think maybe it was a minimal bit of construction happening nearby
0: weird it wasn't like i mean there's been rumors that uh, we're getting a new cloverfield movie so it, it, it maybe was probably was cloverfield something to that effect <laughs> that's what i picture like uh, we've done that before where there, i mean not maybe like once or twice where there'll be some insane twister type sound or like an explosion but not actually yeah.
1: you know well this is our neighbor's which god when did this start happening a couple years ago it was a yeah. it was a pub and a Thai restaurant and kind of a secondhand kids store so that's all gone and now there are fancy expensive condos and a first floor that i still haven't seen any word of what it's going to be mm-hmm. but they're getting closer cuz now they've dug up the whole sidewalk on the west side And it
0: looks like it's going to be a nice double deep sidewalk with patios maybe or something. It's bad for, well, not bad, but they had briefly, so the stop now is in front of the church, which is just on the other side of the bridge for anybody who's been there. Right. And that's where it had been. And then they moved it in front of the new building that they're working on, which was great because it's literally next to the main fair. It saves you a half a block. I hope it goes back there. That would be super nice. And I mean, it would make sense. I feel like they probably will, but I don't know. I mean, it's like old people like condos, but also churches. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, some debate as to which of those things it'll be. But now they're like, it looks like they're digging a moat or something like yeah. that. So it's like, I got dropped off thinking it was going to be right next to the Mayfair, but then it was at the old spot. And then it's like, surprise, no sidewalk. So you literally, <laughs> you have to cross the street to the library, walk a block and then cross back. I don't know why that always enrages me so much. Like it doesn't even add that much time, but just when you're just like, oh, wow, really? Like, come on. Well, the weird thing they did
1: on the other side is I locked up my bike on Side beside the shoppers. And there was a guy putting... Three big metal signs saying use the other sidewalk. (laughs) But they've put that on the other side as well, theoretically completely cutting off anybody going to anywhere, Mayfair or Quinn's. Yeah. They don't need to block off this sidewalk. And I'm like, can't you just put that on the other side of Quinn's? But so he didn't say anything to me as he witnessed me walk right past the sign. Yeah. So he didn't care that much. But yeah, they're getting closer. It'll be nice. It's the eternal debate of gentrification, condos versus other stuff, tearing down old businesses to put up new businesses. Setting all that aside, just from a pure, evil, selfish business person point of view, I'm like, oh, that's a bunch of new customers who live next door right now.
0: Yeah, and we've been lucky as a city to not really lose, at least not recently, losing cinemas to condos and stuff like that, especially independent ones. You know, like the Bite Town was lucky enough to be bought by people who wanted to run it as a cinema. Which is
1: amazing. All due respect to them and well wishes to them, I was 100% sure it was going to be Poor old by town being torn down to be turned into condos.
0: Yeah, and the thing is with that, at least the owner owned the building. So it's not as if it was like, oh, it's been ripped out by evil developers or something like yeah, that. You know? yeah. Like, So at the very least, it wasn't one of those types of stories or like... One of those '80s movies where they have to raise the <laughs> yeah. money to save the roller rink or whatever, so. which happens to
1: us once a decade or so. <laughs>
0: Pretty much, you know. And so, like, sort of funny. Um, I was, I can't remember what how it ended up like this, but I think it was like there was a kind of a mutual friend kind of thing or something like that, and they had for whatever reason they posted something about the May 4, May four, the May fair back in the day, and it was during the like. Oh, the May first for sale, but nobody knows anything about it. What's oh, right, going on? Right. You know, the brief, the couple of days where everyone lost their minds, you know, I just sort of happened to notice it because it was just sort of like, oh yeah, this, you know, related stories to me and this person or something like that. And I was like, like, it just, at the time it felt like the worst thing in the world. And in retrospect, not, well, I mean, I was gonna say not much came of it, but in a bad way, like, I mean, the community rallied around, everything was great. That was good. But it was just funny like, to think, oh my God, like that feels like a hundred years ago now. Did oh. you hear that Kaiju? Oh my God. So creepy. What is that even? It sounds like it's on the roof now. Like, like It's like a giant <laughs> spider or something. But anyway, I was going to say, it's great that we're still here and everything's cool and normal. And now <laughs> it's like it's being taken over. Yeah, that was an interesting turn because you
1: don't want to get too laid back with any independent business. It's always a battle. But you saw that when there was just this weird miscommunication landlord turn of events that without us causing any trouble, the community and media instantly had our backs. Yeah. And I think that makes people go, uh, let's just leave them alone. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a big headache. (laughs) If we threaten to tear them down and build a high rise on top of them, people are gonna freak out, we're gonna look bad in the news. So it makes you feel great about hanging in there. Yeah. And that happened on the heels of COVID, which was a whole battle in itself. And so now when we have those sold out shows, when we have those pack nights and lots of rentals and lots of goodwill, it just makes you take a little bit of a sigh of relief when you're mm. like, oh, okay, we can just worry about being a business now instead of all those other things.
0: Yeah, and it just would be such a loss for this street, not just because we're us, to take away this and the barbershop and Quinn's in theory. You're not just going to cut up the Mayfair and stick a high-rise in the middle. Like I don't think that's how buildings work. <laughs> and there's a point where... If you take away everything and just put up high-rises, what do the people in
1: those high-rises do? Right. If you're like, yeah, we had to tear down the old grocery store and the pub and the cinema and the bookstore and the shoe store, you're just like, okay, so now we just have condos and Amazon.
0: Yeah, and you're not trying to... The people that are coming here foot traffic-wise are not trying to go to Cineplex. Not that they never would, but it's just... It's not what they're looking for. It's That's... I don't know. I always feel like I'm supposed to feel bad about or like I'm talking bad about whatever, but it's like, you know... We're very gleeby, you know, like the, we've kind of been embraced by that and all other places too. But it's a very. Yeah, because we're in Old Ottawa
1: South, and then the glebe is just north of us, and then to the west of us is Carleton University. Mm-hmm. And I think those three areas are probably like 75% of our business. Yeah. And there's all kinds of nerds who I'm sure drive from suburbia to come see Saturday Night Cinema or something, but it's a lot of walk in traffic. So that keeps us going we actually have a community which is so nice and like just recently we've had in a number of birthday parties and local business doing a meeting all kinds of rentals like that and i think when i was a kid coming to the mayfair i don't think they did that i think they were lucky enough to kind of just be a movie theater Mm -hmm. but it is nice because every time we have a private screening we had one recently for not a kid's birthday grown-up's birthday but it was like 30 people and Half of them hadn't been here before. So I was just working solo because on a day like that, I can make 20 bags of popcorn and press play on a movie and it's pretty easy. Mm. If the rental is 300 people, I'll get some backup. But everybody was asking me questions, movies coming up, how old the cinema is. They were just from a different part of town and had never been here. And they were all like, oh my God, I'm coming back for this. I'm coming back for that. So it doubles down. A rental
0: gives us a head start of breaking even on the day and it gets new people in here. Yeah, and you'd have to think they probably had never been to Targ either if they hadn't been here. For sure, yeah. So you get, just in this one block, you get to check out a bunch of cool spots, in theory. Well,
1: it's like every time I go down to, I really like this store called Nostalgia Warehouse. Oh, yeah, I was just talking about that. That area town, I love. And there's often right across the street from it is a farmer's market. Right in that neighborhood, I think is still an animation studio. Yeah, and there's that cool uh, pub, Carlton Tavern. Yeah, yeah. I think it's right by there, yeah. And all kinds of little shops. I don't know if they still do rentals, but there might be a video store in that neighborhood still huh. that at least has stuff for sale, records yeah. for sale, thrift shops, just a really cool little neighborhood. Yeah. I wish it was closer to us. Yeah. But it used to have a theater when I was in high school mm-hmm. that sadly it doesn't anymore. And that's the only thing that that neighborhood is missing is a
0: cool little movie theater. And at least up until I mean like a year or two ago, that building was still there at least. And I think it was a church No. It
1: was, yeah. And I think I heard through the grapevine that somebody tried to get it back to being a cinema. Yeah. But I think it's just going to be torn to the ground and sadly condos put on top of it. Yeah. So exactly what we were just talking about.
0: Yeah. Like like we lived there for a couple of years, not in the theater, unfortunately, but you know, we used to go by it all the time. You can definitely tell it's not as nice as it probably was then, but you know, you could see sort of the outlines and like what it used to be. I've never been in the building itself, but you know, I've heard lots of stories. I don't know what they did to the inside, but it used to be a little two small screens. Mm -hmm. And
1: in my childhood, I remember seeing, I was really young, but ET there and in my high school years. My friends and I were just talking about that, and we were laughing that I remembered, but we saw FX2 oh, nice. and Youngbloods 2 there. For some reason, <laughs> I remember seeing both
0: those sequels there. Oh, man. Did they mainly get bad? <laughs> Maybe you love those movies. Yeah, Did yeah. they mainly get perhaps not as good sequels? Yeah, I don't know how <laughs>
1: the multiplex game worked back then, because it was first run, Yeah. but I don't know if jurassic park was at the somerset like right. the real big single screen cinema and they were getting kind of the leftover mainstream movies yeah first run it.
0: yeah first run second class or second tier or whatever yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah because like someone's got to play those mid-budget smaller things right like you're not not everyone can have star wars at the same time presumably
1: yeah because now it hit the news a little bit recently there was kind of like a write in campaign or a sign a petition campaign where basically it's Cineplex in Canada has a crazy monopoly on new movies. And often it's stuff that they wouldn't even screen, but then we can't screen it because they got first dibs and we can't screen it for a few more weeks. All kinds of complicated stuff. So some independent cinemas are trying to be like, hey, uh, let us play stuff at the same time. I don't know if that's going to fly because Cineplex is pretty powerful, but it's an interesting argument because say a new Stephen King book comes out. It would be at chapters... But it would also be at the Little Ma and Pa bookstore at the exact same time. Or in the days of HMV, the new top 10 albums would be at HMV, but also
0: available at your independent... Record store. Sometimes midnight releases, even yeah. People don't really remember that. Like, I mean, for the Harry Potter stuff, for sure they oh, were yeah, doing midnight. Yeah, yeah. But, but for some albums, I don't know, like U two or something like that. I can't remember specifically, but I remember yeah. there was certain times there'd be midnight releases, which now seems hilarious. In the I days do remember of Spotify. that
1: for Harry Potter as well for independent bookstores where they were like we're open at midnight on Wednesday. Yeah, and people are
0: dressing up. yeah, and makeup, yeah, yeah. whatever you know.
1: But for movies, there's some logic to it. If I'm playing debate club where it's like, well, they make all the money. Mm -hmm. They have all the screens. So
0: they get to play Evil Dead Rise for six weeks and then we get it. Yeah. And they're the actual distributor for some of this stuff too. So it's like, obviously they're not going to give it to us. (laughs) Yeah. But
1: the way it works now, your hometown independent cinema Mm -hmm. plays first run movies because I forget the rule, but it's like, if there's no multiplex within an hour drive from you you can be the first run place Mm -hmm. so we have plenty of multiplexes closer than that so it doesn't really affect us in the long run we play so many independent films and classics and audible premieres of weird movies so we do play the mainstream stuff as we are this week but i would love playing evil dead rise the first week it came out yeah I don't know if anything's going to come of this petition. We'll see. But it's an interesting thing to keep an eye on anyhow.
0: Yeah. For me, I understand elements of it. But when you have something like what we ran into with Mandy, where they do have it, but it's only in South Keys. Yeah. Only. Okay. Well, so I understand the exclusivity aspects of contracts and whatnot, but I mean, maybe if it was playing in Canada and South Keys, sure. Really, like South Keys is not super accessible for a lot of people. Not to say that we are super accessible for everyone, but, you know, yeah. we're closer than even me and it was like nine o'clock only you're going out of your way to go there and then you're leaving south keys at 11 p.m or later it's just not convenient so why are we penalized and having to wait weeks months whatever when you could just be like okay we're just one theater it's not like you're taking away money from the people trying to go to south keys you know yeah the maddest
1: i ever got about it was it used to be on canadian cineplex screens was Riff Tracks, who Mm. are alum of Mystery Science Theater. They, I think twice a year, do a live stream of one of their live riffings of a bad movie and put it in multiplexes. And they've done Night of the Living Dead in the past. Not a bad movie, but they did a (laughs) rip of it. They did The Room. They did Sharknado, I think. They did Starship Troopers. So they do all kinds of stuff. That's a good movie too. Then Cineplex stopped hosting them. So I contacted Riff Tracks and was like, can we play that? We would like to play that. And the answer was no, because Cineplex had this weird, I think the term is like first right of refusal or yeah. exclusivity refusal. Right. So they weren't playing it, but we couldn't play it either because there was some tie to an American multiplex that does show it. Mm. It was so weird. So Cineplex isn't showing it and we can't show it. That doesn't make any sense. When Cineplex passes on it, they should be like, hey, independent cinemas, do you want to screen this live stream?
0: Yeah, and I know I tend to do that with like writers and directors and whatever, you know, they'll have Universal gets first shot at it and they can say yes or no. But my assumption was that if they say no, you can go to another studio with it. Right, yeah. so, I mean, yeah, at that point, you're just sort of like, you don't want anyone to have fun. That's such, like we talk about niche, but I mean, that is such a niche thing. (laughs) Like you're not really going to have, that would play well here, but I'm like, I can't imagine that Cineplex was packed for- Rift tracks even This might have been 10 years ago
1: 8 years ago But Gwen and I Went to a couple It was well attended But definitely not packed Say it was 100 people mm-hmm. But those 100 people Would come to the Mayfair Definitely And know about it Coming to the Mayfair And we might do better with it In the same way That my favorite example Of all time How Scott Pilgrim flopped And then when we screened it Soon after We packed the place A couple nights in a row And there was some other one It might have been Mandy Or one of the Nick Cage epics where they screened it for like a week and we did better on one
0: night of showing yeah, it. That's what I was going to say. It definitely was Mandy because I think South Keys, like I said, nine o'clock only, South Keys only. I imagine they got 10 people.
1: Yeah. 10 people a night for seven days in a row. Yeah. Yeah maybe less five to ten people a night for seven days in a row and then we played it for one night and then a few nights afterwards but in that one night got 250
0: people yeah it was packed like 300 people borderline sellout for all three of those nights because we ended up bringing it back a second week yeah yeah, possibly even a third it had legs
1: and then when the studio sees that you think they would be like
0: Oh yeah, let's just do this from now on. Yeah, I mean, it's still ultimately it ended well, but it was still like I don't know. For me, especially frustrating because I could tell that it would play well here, and you know, I knew we would get it, but yeah, like it's it's hard to when you're battling against a system like that. It's really hard to. By the time you do get it, you're just like, oh god, this will play well here, right? You know, like you never really do know because it it is it is a game at the end of the day, but you kind of suspect you know it's not just that it's oh i that was too r-rated or it was that you're know? like no no no, this is just not the place it should be playing and then there's
1: a company that does these one night only events at the multiplex and again i look at it from one side and, and i'm like if you live in a small town if you're in moncton and you have a multiplex and you have the opportunity to watch some of these cool movies on the big screen the multiplex is your only option but in a town like this where you have the mayfair yeah it makes more sense to be allowed to play it here and that's kind of stuff like they'll do a special doctor who episode where it's a 90 minute episode and then they'll tag on a q a at the end so you still get kind of two hours of entertainment or it'll be i think they did it for clerks three maybe where it was only this weird limited release hmm. and people always ask us oh are you gonna play that and we're like we can't it's exclusive to the multiplex we can't screen it so that's always frustrating. We would even be happy if you're like, yeah, you play it for a week and we'll play it the next week. They want to keep that
0: wall up. For sure. And like, I know they've done stuff too. Like we went and saw the Game of Thrones finale know, they did the episode before and then the new episode, you know, and so it was like a two hour event. And it, But that was free, just trying to build buzz or whatever. I think I'm assuming HBO probably just threw money at them and was like, yeah. this is an event. We're trying to build buzz. But yeah, like, I mean, that's not something that would ever happen here. It'd be cool, but I just, like, I don't see that being a thing and that's fine they need
1: something like that almost like a shout factory has to do something like that but instead of focusing on the multiplexes focuses on the indie cinemas and does the exact same thing but does here's a one night only restoration of this weird movie here's a one night only brand new film from this little niche filmmaker because we kind of do that already but it's that one night only exclusivity that we never get a hold of because The multiplexes screen it, and I know they're not packed, but they have a handful of folks and they can afford it because they have 20 screens and Avatar or Guardians or A Fast and Furious is filling up one screen so they can afford to
0: have eight people on the weird movie. Yeah, it would be nice to have Vinegar Syndrome or an Arrow or Shout or someone like that who loves independent cinema and loves weirdo stuff like mayfair you know like yeah so yeah ultimately probably it doesn't happen especially these days with there's so much wackiness going on and god it's hard enough just to run things on a regular day so exactly <laughs> but, yeah
1: but it would be nice okay so let's chat about a really cool week we have upcoming for the week of friday may 12th so close to friday the 13th yeah
0: i was pretty sure the next one is october but then i, I double check almost once a month yeah and then i was like Oh, yeah, May 12th. Okay, we're almost there. I'm always paranoid because we are in the midst of
1: our ongoing six-year Mayfair fan favorite Friday the 13th festival, and I'm always afraid you are going to be like, Oh, no, we missed one. Yeah. But you can look online. If you type in, what was the last one, five we did? Yeah. You can see the extinct page, and you can see it all laid out of the months and years coming ahead when we are screening it again. But yeah, so almost a Friday the 13th. So for Friday, May 12th, we have... Three new films, one in Ottawa premiere starting on the Friday night. Starting with Mafia Mama, which All is right. the new dark comedy starring Tony Collette and Monica Belushi. Full disclosure,
0: I know. Kind of looking at this poster, it looks kind of like a bad '90s movie. Yeah, and I watched the trailer accidentally, kind of like I don't even remember how it, we were just sort of like messing around on YouTube and yeah. just watching trailers and stuff. And for whatever reason, that trailer played. I still can't remember. I don't think I clicked it, but just we saw it. It was the Force. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and it was just one of those where I was just you know, there's some laughs, but it's like yeah, it does seem like not what you'd expect to see in 2023. But I've seen the trailer twice now and I'm not lying to you,
1: with a decent crowd, there was uproarious laughter at this trailer, (laughs) like Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. And it's an interesting thing to see. I trust Tony Collette. Of course. And if Tony Collette did this movie, maybe it's a really good script. So I'm not backhanded complimenting it, but I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to see it. The two ladies in the lead, and it's an interesting director. It's Catherine Hardwick, who years back won at Sundance for a movie called Thirteen, Right. And more recently, notoriously, directed Twilight. Right. But then more recently was a part of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Right.
0: Which I was going to mention because the dude who did Mandy made a really excellent episode. Yeah. So
1: she's had this career of... And you cannot blame anyone for directing a Twilight movie. No. Because it's a good gig. And then you get to put on your resume, I directed this movie that made all this money.
0: Was it Bill Condon that did one of those? Like, yeah, there, there yeah. Was, where I'm like, <laughs> what? on the one hand, what are you doing? On the other hand, I totally know what you're doing. It was so. her,
1: Bill Condon, the guy who did 30 Days of Night. Oh, geez. So they got like some real directors. <laughs> yeah. We're getting off topic. But you look at the cast of Twilight. I have never seen a Twilight movie. But look wow. at the cast and you're like, how did they get all these people? And that the two leads have gone on to be... Real high caliber, great
0: actors. Yeah. You can admit that you have seen a Twilight movie. I'm not going to judge you. I've got. It,
1: we got to sooner or later, like a 20th anniversary is going to roll around, yeah. and we'll have an excuse to screen it. But I've never seen one. And I love a lot of the people in it. Yeah. The and first one's
0: not bad. Let me, nope. say, like, I mean, well, it is what it is. But thinking I knew what it was going to be and then watching I was like, oh, that was not bad. And I heard the last one is full on bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to see that. And it's a two-parter, one of those ones, you know, types of thing. Where, yeah. Like, I like split it up, you know. But I was, I've seen them all. Like, I didn't choose to, but my girlfriend at the time was seven years younger and was very into those books. And so was my sister, weirdly. Yeah. So yeah. the three of us went and saw, She's two or three, maybe both of them, and yeah, yeah, so I mean, they're they are what they are. I'm not throwing them on deliberately, but having dreaded it when you're like, oh no, I'm got to watch The Notebook. I don't watch this or that. You're like, oh, this is not that bad. I'll totally watch it. If we ever screen them, that's my rule. <laughs> yeah, but because you know we probably won't, so it's not yeah. you don't have to put a lot of skin in the game.
1: But uh, yeah, so Mafia Mama, new crime comedy. Then we have the Ottawa premiere of a real good get for us. Still a Michael J. Fox mm. movie. This looks really good. Of course, a bit heavy because it's very focused on him being diagnosed with Parkinson's when he was 29 years old. Yeah. But really, I think the movie shows this heroic, lovable, Canada's sweetheart of a guy just taken life by the horns and continuing on to make movies and TV shows and then when that stopped for him just possibly being a cornerstone person in curing this horrible disease it looks very interesting it's from the Academy Award winning director of An Inconvenient Truth All oh, right, but yeah the trailer looks fun despite the sadness of what's happening to poor Michael
0: yeah and it's one of those things like it's pretty easy just based on the title poster and subject matter like you know what you're getting into yeah so it's not a hard sell I don't think he's one of those guys everyone loves Michael Fox. Like, yeah Tom Hanks, like, you know, Denzel Washington, like these people were just like, no one doesn't like these people. (laughs) So I think even though, yeah, it is going to be inevitably heavy at times, I think it's going to be kind of a crowd pleaser as much as possible. Yeah, very much a live your best life movie. Yeah.
1: And we have had Parkinson's groups in before for other documentaries and events just kind of being there to introduce a movie mm-hmm. or hand out pamphlets or collect donations. Yeah. So we're trying to get something like that involved with this one, but I just I haven't heard back from anybody yet. Okay. So hopefully we'll have somebody on hand. Yeah, looking forward to that. And it's a good example of a movie that is streaming and big screen the same time. Mm-hmm. So an interesting experiment to see how it will do, but I think it'll do well. I think people want to come out to see this one. Hopefully there's a couple
0: of Three o'clock, four o'clock shows for that because I feel like that'll do well. (laughs) And it's a full week, seven days of screening. I love it
1: then speaking of mainstream movies we have cocaine bear
0: (laughs) it's the perfect one two punch one two punch yeah (laughs) still and not at all still (laughs) not
1: also when i first heard about this movie i kind of set it aside in my brain but then what caught my eye is it's produced by lord and miller who are the masterminds behind the lego movie spider-man into the spider-verse
0: you gotta love clone high
1: though clone high of course may 23rd
0: the new season i just found out yeah partially produced here in ottawa oh so all right i know friends who worked on it so we're sort of allowed to talk about that, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
1: But Cocaine Bear had no problems finding glowing reviews. Yeah. Really great cast. Every review is like, this movie knows what it is, but is shockingly very entertaining and not in a so bad it's good way.
0: Yeah, very watchable. On the one hand, I want to say I've seen it, but actually the real thing is I was in a room while it was playing, but it was like okay. hanging out with people. So it wasn't, you know, there was a lot of talking and whatever. Yeah, so- yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it was entertaining from what I could see. So, I mean, but I am looking forward to giving it another chance. As silly as it sounds, I wished I'd paid more attention to Cocaine Bear. (laughs) (laughs) So, But, yeah, it's not much like the still documentary. You know what you're getting yourself into coming in. Like, I mean, it's not a hard sell.
1: I can't imagine anybody saying, two for Cocaine Bear, and then 15 minutes in walking out and being like, that's too much Cocaine Bear in that movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: It just was uh, (laughs) not what I was expecting with a title like Cocaine Bear.
1: Yeah. And then... A true horror classic. We are screening the original The Evil Dead. Oh. That is, of course, with Evil Dead Rises Right. out in theaters now. I have not rushed to see that, even though I am a giant Evil Dead fan, because I know we will get it sooner
0: or later, and I'd rather just watch it here. We should get it momentarily. That's the thing. I'm always like, you, know, you don't want to pay $25 or whatever for BOD. Yeah. You want to come to the Mayfair for less than that combined. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because you remember whoever you are, so obviously.
1: And the first Evil Dead is, of course, just a shining example of a bunch of people who had no idea what they were (laughs) doing, who made a do-it-yourself, no-budget masterpiece that made careers out of... Of course, Sam Raimi, who just did the latest Doctor Strange movie. Bruce Campbell, who's the best and who's all over the place. And Rob Tappert, who, amongst other things, produces a lot of Sam Raimi's horror films still. And TV shows like Xena Warrior Princess and stuff like that. Yeah, and,
0: and Ted Remy, of course. You and know, Ted Remy, You gotta, Raimi. You gotta, you gotta throw a
1: Ted Remy. Yeah, Ted Raimi. Uh, one of the Coen brothers worked on the movie. All kinds of cool people.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a top 10 for me. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people would say that too, but just always been, like I have a lot of respect for movies like that and like Equinox and like just so many lower no budget movies where it's just love on screen, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're just doing their best, shooting on weekends, like Lee style, you know? And it just really holds up. It's an unsettling movie. Yeah. It, even though, I've you know, I've seen it countless times. For me, like, that's Evil Dead. Two and three are fun. But for me, it's like the original is just, it's a totally different movie. Once they got a budget and it was a whole other thing, like, that's good too. But it just, there's just something about, for me, that power of them making it. And it could have just been silly fun and no one ever saw it again. Oh,
1: exactly. And I love them all, including the not remake Evil Dead. Oh, so good. But everyone comes at it weird. It's funny because there was a conversation recently about, no, you have to watch A New Hope first in Star Wars. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way because there's all kinds of kids who their first star wars is the clone wars cartoons yeah or one of the disney movies and then they could go back and watch another one or there's somebody whose first star wars was rogue one you know yeah, yeah. but Evil Dead, for me, video store era, Evil Dead 2 was my first Evil Dead movie. Mm -hmm. Then, Army of Darkness on the big screen, because Evil Dead was really hard to find on VHS. And then they did a re-release of it on VHS, and that's when I finally got to see it.
0: Was it the clamshell uh, one? It was. Yeah, because
1: that's the one I got to. Yeah, I got the limited edition numbered
0: one. Oh, you would.
1: Which I'm a sucker for, (laughs) which, as smarter people have pointed out to me, everything is limited edition. Yeah. Just not everything has a number on it. They would have produced... 50,000 of those clamshells but they slapped a number on it and you're like oh yeah <laughs> yeah those
0: were those metal tins and stuff those were sweet i remember i got a hellraiser one or something like that like they had a bunch of sweet ones but then there'd be like ones for like halloween five or something <laughs> like, just... yeah i like when they're just random ones here's one for always and you're yeah. like why is there one for always <laughs> it's not that good and it's so funny how much of an upsell that was those metal tins were like oh, they're yeah. really nothing when you no. think about it like <laughs> it's a cookie tin pretty much you yeah. know but you're just like oh my god i had one for the beyond yeah i remember that and, and and it was just like, wow, oh, a tin. But you're just like, it's just a tin. Like, it's nothing, yeah. <laughs> really. like. But it was like, you know, 40 bucks or 50 bucks, whatever it was at the time. I still think they're pretty cool. Some of them, like the coffin-shaped one for uh, Tombs of the Blind Dead, it was pretty sweet, you know. I got a couple for Christmas years back, Blu-rays. One was Indiana
1: Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> oh, come on. And it came with a cool little statue crystal skull i was gonna say i better have been yeah. and then one was iron man and it came with a little iron man bust but they were of that same era of here's the limited edition but it's the exact same blu-ray that you would have got if you got the normal blu-ray yeah no extra bonus features no extra commentaries just they threw a skull in there but yeah. the skull
0: looks really cool i yeah. like it uh, I mean, but yeah that era of collectability you're really hyping it up. I still have not seen Crystal Skull. I gotta oh, you got to see Crystal Skull. I guess. I, it is
1: not the worst movie of all time that you think it is. <laughs> I stand by it that it's a good movie. But this, would you say this skull collectible is better than the movie itself? It's the fourth best Indiana Jones. Yeah. But I would still watch it over any Fast and Furious movie, etc.
0: Yeah, it might already be the fifth best, actually, like based on the trailer. Oh, right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, that's a story for another day.
1: Then wrapping up this week, we have a Saturday Night Cinema on
0: Saturday, May 13th. And you're killing me with this because I... Okay. You had to turn down... Oof. Was Lee mad at you? It was this morning. It was right before I got here. Uh. Yeah, so he texted me last night and I was too heartbroken to say no at the time. It was kind of late at night. Mother's Day this weekend, you know, and so like I knew there would be some kind of plan or whatever, but as I... Kind of touched on a few months ago. You know, I was kind of being brought in to sort of work on a script for my sister in law, and she's making a horror movie and all this stuff. And so, anyway, and that's kind of like wishy washy. Turning the point now where she wants to make one from scratch because the other script wasn't really working out or whatever. And so I was like, okay, sure. Ostensibly, I'm going up, you know, for Mother's Day, and I'm going to see my mother on you know Sunday or whatever too. But it's it's actually going to be kind of a writing workshop thing, and like her composer friend is going to come and with his wife, and we're all going to kind of work on this script. And I came up with a concept. ready and i'm like i'm pushing for a horror anthology because i'm like i love anthologies Good. and yes. plus then i was like you don't have to write a 90 page script you got to write three 30 page scripts not that hard so that's ostensibly what it's going to be is like we're going to be going there to do that and i was like okay lee hasn't asked me it's a cinema this weekend but he hasn't asked me yet so it just hopefully he doesn't ask me because i never want to say no because in my head i'm like he won't ask me again <laughs> i said no one time but i've done 16 cinema yeah. this is the first in 17 asks where I haven't been able to do it, you know... Taking career over cinema. Well, it's more like family over cinema, because I'm not going to assume that this is actually going to pan out. I've gotten my hopes up before, you know. But fingers crossed, like, if we can pull this off, this would be incredible, and in theory, worth missing a cinema. No exaggeration, like, it killed me to say no, because I I love doing those. Like, it's so fun. It's basically just, like, watching a shitty movie with a bunch of your, I was going to say, fake friends. Like, I mean, they're friends. You know, I don't really know them personally, but they're all friendly people. It's always a great vibe. I'm sure whoever... Does Cinema will be great. I was gonna. I was like, I'm sure I can find a friend to do it, but I was like, I don't want. Is my Lee out of town doing, doing Enter the Drag Dragon stuff? I think he's gonna be at home. Like, oh. I think he's gonna be just trapped in Orleans, right? And I'm gonna be trapped in Perth, so it's like nobody's winning. You know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what's gonna happen. If he's gonna try to sweet talk you to cover for Andrews, so <laughs> it's way past your bedtime. I know. Yeah. But...
1: I gotta be at church the next morning That's for Mayfair
0: true. Church. Yeah. I might as well just stay overnight here. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be good. Is Cocaine Bear playing before cinema? Is that a fair uh, assumption? Yeah. I'm not sure. What's playing before cinema It must No it's Evil Dead I think Oh oh, even better Because
1: that's what's good This upcoming week is hilarious The last couple weeks actually Is We've had a couple of like 75 minute documentaries Nice And then stuff like Evil Dead Cocaine Bear Is 90 minutes it has meant that everything is earlier, which I love. Yeah, it is. So on the 13th, it's Evil Dead at 9 and then Cinema at 11.15.
0: Nice well, and early. Man, God, ah, this is killing me. I yeah. would have loved to do that. I was so devastated. and I was like, it's so silly, but that is me in a nutshell. I was like, one of my biggest fears is that Lee will ask me to do a Cinema when I can't. And I'm just like, oh, God, I'm letting not only the team, but myself, because that would have been sweet. And then he replies to you, and he's like, "That's it, cinemas canceled forever." I haven't actually read his reply. I saw because I also to sweeten the or soften the blow, I should say. Like at work, someone found a couple of child's Star Wars bags oh, from yeah. Subway, <laughs> and so it had like you know from Rebels or whatever. And they were like, "Oh, you don't even want this?" And I was like, "Actually, I know a fully grown man who would love these." Yes, and true. so I was kind of like devastating you, but I've got you something made for a child. <laughs> and he was like, so I haven't seen his response to the I can't do cinema. Yeah, but I thought he was like, "Those are dope," and I was like, "Oh man." <laughs> <laughs> he never says that. Like it's like <laughs> I say that he never says it, so it's like he really likes this. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, it's good. Someone will do it. I'm just, I think I'm afraid like that Frasier episode where he wanted someone not great to fill in for him, right, so they right. wouldn't replace him. That's what I'm worried about. He'll bring in someone who's so good that they're like, uh, he's got it from here on. I'm like, no, screw whoever that is. It's gonna be all over social media, people cheering. Yeah, yeah. But I also don't want it to be a bad cinema because then maybe he won't do two a month anymore, and I'm like, I yep. need, I need that. So anyway, so come out and support cinema, but maybe don't be super nice to whoever it is. <laughs> <you know?
1: laughs> and then the last thing I will. Just- quickly mention is we have a rental for a movie called dosed the trip of a oh, lifetime right. which was here i think only about a month ago it may be sold out by the time this podcast hits because it does very very well but so you can check our website for information on that one and that's it that is the movie screening the week of friday may 12th we're gonna wrap things up and go watch a movie and eat some pizza
0: Jose, it's like huzzah but i'm just <laughs> so excited
1: and I think we did pretty well. The construction hit a couple times there, so we'll see how that sounds, but I'm sure we'll be able to soldier through that. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find more information on upcoming movies at Mayfairtheatre.ca and Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We will be back next week to talk about Movies of the Week of Friday, May 19th. Hooray. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.
0: Oh, yeah. Also, shout out to uh, Friday the 13th. Happy 43rd anniversary. Yay. It's nice that it's older than I am. I don't have to feel that bad about myself anymore. <laughs> no, you do. Oh, Stephen King, author of Carrie said, Evil Dead is the most ferociously original horror film of the year. If you think he's kidding,
1: see for yourself.
0: Evil Dead. they got up on the wrong side of the grave. Evil Dead from New Line Cinema.
1: Now playing at these theaters. Check your newspaper for times. Thank you.